0: Good evening world, this is the podcast Sassafras, and your host as Thor, All Alrighty, we're wrapping up, almost, we're almost there, we've got like a chapter and a half left of Infinite Possibilities from Mr. Mike Dewey, and we are solidly into chapter 10, going over tips, tricks, techniques, tools that he uses. We've gotten to- gone over some pretty advanced stuff so far. So we're on getting out of the gates as he put it. Getting started, getting moving, keeping the motivation flowing, such and so forth. So first and foremost we've done overcoming resistance. Right? Very important. Just start it. Wherever you are with whatever you have, just start. Alright? Momentum. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. Once you get momentum going, it becomes easier, but you have to start. And then we moved on to seeing with new eyes, basically changing your perspective from one of difficulty to one of ease, right? You'll hear a lot of uh, positive affirmations, say, I easily and effortlessly do an insert fantastic thing here, right? Easily and effortlessly. And he used the analogy of himself with changing a bike tire. Or, uh, excuse me, applying a patch to a bike tire. He didn't want to do it. To him, a patch on a bike tire meant months without using the bike. So he was avoiding having to do it. He hated doing it. Until Billy showed him how to do it in five minutes. And then Mr. Dooley, young Mr. Dooley, went home and wondered just what in the hell he was doing with his life. All those months he'd wasted not being able to use his bike when he could have just gotten it done in five minutes. All the things we go through. And then we left off at make a commitment. And he puts it as don't give yourself a way out, burn your bridges, as they say, so to speak. Alright, and he uses the analogy of when he Put his, um, initial audio offering, his 12-hour audio program, he called it Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams. In one day, he sold $5,000 worth of subscriptions to people who had paid online and in advance. And he didn't even know what the first recording was going to be, and he had two weeks to figure all of it out. Two weeks. All right the moral of the story is when you've got an opportunity take it and then go learn whatever skills you need do whatever you have to do to fulfill it make yourself that pledge, that promise, that determination that whatever opportunity comes your way you're just gonna take it and if you have to fake it till you make it you do so so to speak pretend that you do know what you're doing until you know what you're doing we left off at Inspire Yourself, and that's where we're going to pick up today. Before I get any further, of course, my shout-out to the restaurant industry, all my guys and gals out there in Foodland, thank you for all you do, thank you for all you've done, thank you for all you're still going through. It's going to be an interesting uh, interesting time in the restaurant industry, for probably the foreseeable future. It's rough. But if you are feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, and feeling like you can't go on, take a walk, take a bath, take a shower, take a smoke break, take something. Don't do something you can't take back. Don't quit. Don't quit. Okay. Inspire yourself. Numerous books have been written about getting inspired, so I won't try to compete with them here. I just have two simple suggestions to add. First, don't ever lose sight of the rewards you're after. one second, I need to take a sip. First, don't ever lose sight of the rewards you're after. Understand that everything you're doing today, everything, is preparing you for the treasures that lie just up ahead. Whether it's apparent or not, everything you do is preparing you for the life of your dreams. And all that you've been through and are now going through, even the painful or frivolous stuff, is exactly what you need to prepare you for what's coming next. Had you manifested your dreams too quickly, for instance, they might have all slipped through your fingers just as fast but now you're being readied and the groundwork is being laid. This is how to view the path you've walked so far and the steps you take today as training and preparation for the best of your life. It's like this. If you were climbing a ladder and you forgot where it was leading, you'd be far less inspired to go any farther than if you remembered that every rung on that ladder would bring you closer to the realization of your goal, just as every day does. No matter how challenging it may be or how off course you may seem, constantly remind yourself of why you're now doing what you're doing, imagining the anticipated glory, sense of accomplishment, and and the wonderful byproducts it will draw into your life. Secondly, don't lose sight of the bigger picture. That life, the journey, is the greatest adventure. Now, I don't want this next comment to startle you or sound morbid, but. You're. We're. all going to die anyway, right? So get going. Make haste. The sun's now shining, and it's your turn on stage though it won't always be. If you see this line of thinking as I do, hopefully you'll be inspired. Because what it really means is that you've got nothing to worry about. Nothing to lose by reaching, stretching, or trying whatever it is you want to try. It's true that you're eternal, and there will be other chances, other lifetimes, but none will be quite the same as this one. Nor offer the same rewards. Plus, the unimaginable glory that awaits you at the end of this life will be magnified by your every effort today. Life rewards effort exponentially. So the less time you spend idling your motor, the greater the rewards will be. Oh, now there's something fantastic to look forward to, yes? Ooh. I like that perspective. I like that perspective. It's true that you're eternal and there will be other chances, other lifetimes. Sorry, my air conditioning background. But none will be quite the same as this one, nor offer the same rewards unimaginable glory that awaits you at the end of this life will be magnified for your every effort today. Life rewards effort exponentially, so the less time you spend idling your motor, the greater reward... Okay, so, the more you do with your life while still inside your life is the bigger the reward ends up being on the other side of life if I'm understanding that correctly. One second. Alright, so... First one there. Don't ever lose sight of the rewards you're after. Alright, that's been gone over and gone over and gone over, right? And... I'm gonna go back to using the analogy of the GPS. Alright, you're going... You start with an end this... that. <coughs> Words. You start with an end destination. Right? You put that in. It tracks back to your location, offering up the best route based on traffic, weather, all that kind of jazz, whatever you have programmed into it, and you start going. Eventually you're going to get into unfamiliar territory. And you have absolutely no idea if the what the left turn is or the right turn is or where you're going. You're just following the line as it presents itself on the map. Okay? Sometimes, in order to go straight, you have to go right, and you have to go around a block, or a tree, or a park, or a mountain, or what have you, and you have to deviate from what would be normally the shortest distance between two points, which is a straight line. But, unfortunately, manifesting and life does not follow a straight line. It follows curves and uh, roundabouts and corners and jagged edges and all sorts of things. And filled with, especially when you're manifesting, filled with the things you need to learn to fulfill that manifestation along the way. It's not a straight line. So the point being, as you're going through these places that are unfamiliar and you think maybe you've become lost or it's not going to happen or you're having doubts or what have you, keep the end result in mind. Just because it doesn't look like the end result that you're asking for yet does not mean it's not on its way. As Mr. Dooley put it earlier in the book, you can turn your life around. But it's like turning around a big-ass jumbo jet mid-flight and going back in the opposite direction. It takes a minute or two to fly, uh, to uh, turn Big Bertha around there, uh, big fella. Alright. So those were his two to add. And of course, <laughs> back when this was written, books were still... Very much prevalent in a thing and we've had a decade of technological advancement since then YouTube is a wash in inspirational videos you just type in inspirational videos and I think it's got a cool billion I might be exaggerating but it's a lot okay you can t- Do it by subsection. I want inspirational videos for business. I want inspirational videos for fitness. I want inspirational videos for, um, you know, religion. Which, what religion? Pick one. I want inspirational videos for morning. I want inspirational videos for evening. I want inspirational videos for, um, before work, before an event, before a concert, before a sporting, um, venue. Whatever. Okay? So many. So if a book's your thing, great. But there are other ways to get inspirational stuff, so those, those were just the two things that he added on his own to add in addition to all the other inspirational stuff that's out there. Go take your pick. Stop stressing. These days, the topic of stress also warrants a book in itself. So I'll just offer a few thoughts. To me, stress is primarily the product of our believing that we, physical aspects of ourselves, must physically surmount every obstacle in our path, rather than recognizing that the real work of our lives is done at spiritual levels. Stress results from our obsessive desire to physically manipulate our time, our space, and our lives. Instead, understand that you have only to direct your life, and your manifestations. How else could you ever begin living the life of your dreams without such an ability and power? We just get off base and forget that directing the courses of our lives cannot be done physically. It's sparked from within. We may also remember that we should not attempt to control specific people, places, and things but instead focus on the broader aspects of what we want in terms of abundance, health, and harmony. Letting the universe manage the details. It's these details that stress us, but they're the domain of the universe, not our physical selves. Life is a spiritual game, and it must be played spiritually in order to win. The key is recognizing this, even though our lives are expressed physically. As you now read these pages, you're physically oriented in a physical world, and so you will logically compare wherever you are now to wherever you'd like to go, which you also see as a physical destination. You deduce then that in order to get from physical point A to physical point B, you had better start manipulating all things physical to make the journey but this is where our illusions trick us. A and B are just reflections of an inner spiritual world like mirages and so it's the inner spiritual landscape that must be manipulated to get from mirage A to mirage B. Ooh. I think Deepak Chopra said something similar, in that our discomfort and unease come from imagining um, futures that haven't happened yet. If we're anxious, we're living in the future. If we're depressed, we're living in the past. I think that put up more months Also one of the quotes. But, again, you know, good reminders. We are in a physical body. If you hadn't been told about all this stuff about time and space and how you can be here and what your actual role here is and all that jazz, right? You wouldn't know any of this stuff, so you would, according to your logic of what you do know or did know, you would try to physically manipulate all the things that, you, that are around you to get to your desired point B from your current point A. But he's saying it's just a mirage. I'm going to let you ponder what he means when he says mirage. Because I have an idea of what he means, I want you to have an idea of what he means. I want you to come to your own conclusions. Puzzle it out. Really, really string it out. What what do you think he means? What do you ask yourself the question. Ask yourself lots of questions. Really string it out and get that brain of yours working. Get your get your mind engaged. When life isn't working? you do when you seem to be making no headway in your life. When it seems that every door that you open slams shut. The best example I've had of this was back in our retail t-shirt selling days, when the industry began changing and nothing we did could stem the tide or give us an edge. I won't go into all the crazy different angles I tried but they included direct selling, sales promotions, new locations, and innovative selling arrangements with some of our wholesale customers. Many of these efforts required almost a year to implement and test before we realized that they just weren't going to work. In the end, the solution we chose was to finally and drastically change course, to close the stores and get out of the business altogether. Of course, there were still other alternatives, but this was what we chose for a variety of reasons, including the fact that we could financially afford to without any ple- any unpleasant repercussions. With hindsight, we now see that closing down the operation was long overdue. At the time, however, it was torturous It was like something had died. Or worse. That we were euthanizing a dream. It felt like quitting. And in a sense we did quit. But sometimes when life doesn't seem to be working, it's because you've gotten so swept up in how you want things to go physically that you end up losing sight of what you're really after spiritually. You begin refusing to allow the universe your dreams and thoughts to figure out the hows, preventing it from showing you every possible alternative, including the ones that question or even threaten the very path you're on. You begin demanding that things, physical things, go a certain way. And to make matters worse, you keep reminding yourself that all things are possible, thoughts become things, and that dreams are meant to come true perhaps rationalizing that the challenges and difficulties you're experiencing are just par for the course. But for us, and I think this is often easy to see in the lives of friends and contemporaries, we end up becoming more and more narrow-minded about how we wanted things to unfold, and the things we were insisting on materially weren't manifesting for a variety of deeper reasons that we couldn't see at the time. Looking back at how well the transition has gone for each of us, we've realized that we had put off the decision, excuse me, that had we put off the decision any longer, we would have only put off the exciting paths we're now individually on. The fun had left us long before we closed our shops. Each of us had moved on in our dreams to other ideas of how we'd like to live our lives. Yet we wouldn't let go of the very business that was keeping us from moving forward rationalizing that if we could pump up the profits it would all be well and kidding ourselves into thinking that was necessary in order to pursue our other dreams. It's astounding how well things work when you stop resisting or insisting. If you're not honest with yourself you're going to manifest warning signals everywhere. And I apologize my neighbors have left their puppy outside again and it's Driving me nuts because I want to go over there and give the puppy a big hug and let the doggy inside and have my have food. But that's me! Apparently. So I will do my best. Please forgive me the poor, pitiful puppy sounds in the background. It's not intentional, and no matter where I go in my house, you can still hear the puppy. So, my apologies. I'm sorry, Peppers. So let's go back on that one. It's astounding how well things work when you stop resisting or insisting. If you're not honest with yourself, you're going to manifest warning signals everywhere, and the very sands beneath your feet will begin shifting. Now this is a tricky subject, because there could be any number of reasons that could seemingly prevent life from working for you. But I think they'd fall into two categories. Either you are on the right path, but your beliefs are in conflict, or you haven't listened to your heart, your deepest burning desires, and the path you're on needs a new direction. Either way, honesty and self exploration will help you find your way. You know what, I think this is the end of chapter 10. This is this the end of chapter 10? These are my tools and techniques. Oh, baby. They're simple for sure, but if you believe they're too simple or not challenging enough, then let me suggest that you might be thinking that enlightenment and spiritual awakening should be a hard and arduous undertaking. And if that's what you're thinking, then please think again. Both enlightenment and waking from our spiritual slumber should come naturally and easily. You don't have to hide yourself in seclusion to spark new thinking, you just need some new thinking there's really only one way to grow spiritually and that's through thought and there's really only one way to manifest the life of your dreams and that's also through thought any exercise that can positively affect your thoughts by enhancing your dreams or expanding your awareness is gold whether it's through structured routines or more or over a morning's cup of coffee Taking some time to stretch your philosophical muscles will inevitably hasten the day when your dreams come to pass." Alrighty. It is a tricky balancing act knowing when it is time to fold. And move on, and when it is time to dig in and hunker down. And like you said, once they sold the business, they all went off in exciting new directions that the business was holding them back from. Selling the business, liquidating it basically, and divvying up the proceeds amongst them gave them each enough of a starter fund to go and do those projects without necessarily worrying about where funds were going to come from. So you know you just sometimes you just don't know. And being that it's absolutely breaking my heart to hear poor puppers in the background and Oh, poor puppers. We're not gonna do our two minute brain break today until I can find a more suitable location or a more suitable time when Puppers is not outside and desperately begging to be back, let back in. <sighs> okay, so we will come back tomorrow at the final chapter. I don't know how long the final chapter is next no? Nope, excuse me. Two more chapters. No, we have an 11 and a 12, but they're just really thin. Really, really thin. Okay. And we will come back at chapter 11 tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your patience. It's really appreciated. Have a fantastic rest of your evening. This is the podcast Sassafras. Good night.